Oh, we're back again. Back again, ladies and gentlemen. You thought we were going away. We didn't know we were coming back, did we, Adam? We didn't. We didn't, but we're back again. Not even taking a break. One week later and we're back. DeMartin Download, Ian Gilmore alongside Adam Baker, as always. Uh, MSU's done for this season, uh, but we still got a little college soccer to talk. Lots going on still. Wouldn't be right if we didn't have a preview. No, wouldn't. Wouldn't at all. I mean, I, we got our brackets filled out and everything. The, uh, the 48 team... Instead of 64 like basketball does. A uh, little little different setup. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but today it'll be a little shorter episode because we don't have MSU talk. But like I said, we got uh, still college soccer going on. And there's been uh, some news around the world this year. And it just wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about it. A special one. It was one of the better international breaks in a while, news-wise. And the special one is back. Most Here's, importantly. Got a, little, got a little video for you, Adam. Take a listen. He's back. Oh. And the Premier League is so much better with him back. That's all I'll say. It's all right again. Oh, everything's right with the world. The Premier League. It's wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Before we talk about uh, the special one, Mr. Mourinho, uh, let's get into this college soccer a little bit. So um, before we get into the big tournament, Big Ten tournament recap. Uh, so Indiana beats Michigan on a penalties after a nil-nil game. Uh, a tournament where Michigan looked so good, and I, I think it's almost criminal they didn't win uh, just because they, they played really well, looked really good. That just tells you, how, though, how good Indiana is um, in, in the way, <laughs> even when they're not scoring, somehow they win games, uh, whether it's defensively just staying strong and holding Michigan to, to zero um, or just getting the job done and penalties when it needs to, needs to be. It just shows you just how good they are. It's crazy. Yeah, really just no matter how good Michigan was playing, they couldn't break them down, couldn't find, couldn't get the game winner. And then just got it done in penalties. And e- even though they didn't win, I, it was it a was pretty good run for, for Michigan because uh, they get seeded in the tournament. They're the number 13 seed overall. Um, but on the uh, teams that didn't get to the final, we, we saw Penn State lost to Michigan. Maryland lost to Indiana, um, and it's, it's a weird one with Maryland because you don't know what it's Maryland, so yes, they're probably going to get into the tournament, but if they, if they didn't take Indiana all the way, it's kind of iffy. You didn't know if they were going to get there, uh, but they take Indiana to two overtimes. Uh, Nick Neumann has probably his best game of his career uh, against Indiana, uh, and they can only get it done on, on a penalty in, in double overtime, um, so... What what did you see from Penn State in Maryland, and do you think it bodes well for them uh, in in the sense of going far in the tournament? Do you think they can make a run based on what you saw in the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, mainly with Maryland. I mean, I still have faith in Penn State to make a run, but they really paid the price for their short run in the tournament, not, yeah. se- not seeded anymore. Maryland aren't either. But yeah, I both have them doing pretty – I have both of them doing pretty good in the bracket. I feel like everything for Indiana to end the season has been penalties. Be- beating State on the last game, yep. beating Maryland, beating, beating Michigan. Michigan. So, so having said that, do you think that that is a uh, um, a red flag for them? Only only being able to win on on penalties, whether it be penalty kicks or or one in regulation. Kind of, and I guess we'll get to that more in the bracket. But I don't have them making the the best run. Don't. Okay. Well, that's interesting. 
So Indiana does go on to win that tournament. Uh, like I said, one nothing on uh, after PKs uh, against Michigan. They earn uh, the five seed. Well, three two after PKs. Right, 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 yeah. right. Three two on PKs, but one nil on. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So Indiana earns the five seed. Uh, Michigan the thirteen and Penn State actually fifteen. So they do still get oh, seeded. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they, yeah. they fell behind Michigan is what I was right, thinking. Right, 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 right. They were so unseeded. Penn State gets the 15 seed. Maryland not seeded, but uh, Maryland will play Iona in the first round. If they win, they'll play Wake Forest. And we could see a Michigan-Maryland rematch uh, in the third round. But So here how's the, how's the bracket looks. So the top 16 seeds get seeded, and they all get a, quote-unquote, first-round bye. And the remaining 32 teams... Uh, play each other to try to get into one of those games where they play some seeded team. Um, the top four seeds, were, which are kind of like effectively the one seeds, if you think about it in basketball terms, Virginia is number one, Clemson number two, Georgetown number three, and Wake Forest number four. All like perennially good teams. And once again, they're up there. Virginia loses one game all season. Georgetown loses one game all season. The rest lose... Clemson two, Wake Forest four, um, but it's interesting because I I know, I can't say I, I really watched college soccer and paid attention to the bracket or or the the tournament that closely before I got to Michigan State, but now now that I have and and seen it last year, teams that you don't think will make a run based on like thinking about it in basketball terms can make a run totally, and so. I feel like it's almost harder to fill out one of these brackets than it is it is a basketball one's just because you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I was trying to think about which sport was more uh, upset happy when I was filling mine out, and I guess I didn't really come to an answer, but I do have a lot of them in this bracket. Right, and so um, a couple things I want from you, Adam, is how far each Big Ten team gets. Who's your final four, final two, and champion? Okay, so going at the Big Ten teams, Maryland's going to beat Iona, upset Wake Forest, lose to Michigan. Okay. Michigan's then going to go on to win the, the trilogy against Indiana. Really? Yeah. I I saw enough improvement from them going from the first loss to the draw from them to think that if they meet again in the tournament, Michigan will get it done. So in the quarterfinals, Michigan beats Indiana? Yes. Okay. To go to the Final Four. Going to the other end. Which, which part? Top uh, left? Who's in the? T- oh yeah, well, just for the I was going to Penn State. Okay, but, gotcha, gotcha. Bottom right. If you, if you've got your bracket at home, Adam's going bottom right. Bottom right. Penn State beats Providence, upsets Clemson, loses to Stanford. Okay, so they get to the quarterfinals and then they're out in the quarterfinals. Yes. Okay. Now right. to the top left. Okay. Virginia's side. Virginia handles business. So you're saying they get all the way out? Yeah, Virginia goes to the final okay. four. All right, so. A Virginia Michigan matchup on the left side and Which, then and then top right. Uh Washington beats Georgetown in the quarterfinals. Oh, okay. That's a matchup I had as well. Um, so you've got Virgi- Virginia Michigan and Washington Stanford. Yes. Okay. Michigan beats Virginia on penalties. Oh, wow. Okay. And then Washington gets revenge after after losing to Stanford in the second-to-last game of the season. Oh, so we, we got a rematch in the final, too, because Washington and Michigan played already in the season. Okay. Hopping on the Michigan train. 
But then the revenge run ends. Michigan loses to Washington in the final. So Washington national champion. Oh, yes. Final score. Final score. Well, I hope it happens if I predict one, but uh, I hope the game happens, I mean. And, and they call me a Michigan homer. <laughs> Dude's putting them in the final four. Final. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm deciding between 2-1 and 1-0. 2-1. Okay. I was going to say, I think it'll be high, higher scoring than 1-0. I just don't know if they'd want to like lock it down in the finals. Play kind of scared. Okay. Gotcha. But, but Washington wins the final 2-1. Okay. All right. I'll go now. Yep. So, bottom left, with, with all the Big Ten teams, uh, Indiana handles business, gets to the third round, gets to the quarterfinal. Um, they win their rematch with Kentucky, uh, and then they're going to – and UC Santa Barbara, they're going to win a couple games. Mark my words. Uh, St. Mary's is one of those teams, I think, that always has a really good regular season but then can't win in the postseason. So they lose to UC Santa Barbara, uh, but then Indiana takes care of that Cinderella run. They get to the quarterfinals. Uh, on the bottom half of, of the bottom left side, um, I think Notre Dame wins the play-in game, and then they lose a close one to Michigan. Uh, I agree with you on Maryland uh, beating Iona and upsetting Wake Forest. And then in the in the Michigan-Maryland rematch, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Maryland. It's just something about that team, dude. They just win in the postseason. It's the Sasha Sarovsky effect. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But that that's what it is. So uh, Indiana-Maryland rematch again in the quarterfinals. This time Indiana gets it done. They get back to a... Don't even know how many Final Fours they've been to, but they get back to another one. Um, they'll play Virginia. I really don't think there's another team that comes out of that that top left. Yeah. I don't. Virginia is just so good right now. I think the the team that has the best chance to beat them, I don't even know. SMU. If you go by record. Right. Uh, and also, I think you got to watch out for Denver. I, you look down at the record and you see 6-11-3. And the only reason they're in there is is because they won their tournament. But Denver's a sneaky good team, and they're good every year. And if you look at those losses, almost every single loss came to a team that is in the tournament, if not every single one. I just skimmed through their schedule last night, um, but good team. They uh, also last year just a little Denver tangent. Um, I can't. I don't remember his first name, but it was he he uh, he scored. 20-something goals for them last year, Jeez. got drafted, and he was the rookie of the year in the MLS. Shin Yashiki, don't remember his first name. Where? I think Andre, Colorado Rapids. Andre Shin Yashiki or something like that. Uh, good player. But Virginia gets out of that top half. So it'll be Virginia, Indiana on the left side, I think. Uh, going to the, t- the bottom right now where Penn State is. Um, I think Mercer wins the first game to play Clemson. Clemson wins that. Uh, I think Penn State beats Providence, like you think. I also think they upset Clemson. Uh, and then Stanford wins their first game. Virginia loses to New Hampshire. And New Hampshire's going to go on a run. New Hampshire beats Stanford. Uh, so New Hampshire plays Penn State in the quarterfinals. Penn State wins, gets to the College Cup after being one of the worst teams in the Big Ten last year. Um, can't think of their coach's name right now, but he wins Coach of the Year, or he should. He didn't even win it in the Big Ten, but if he goes this far, he should win whatever Coach of the Year award they give out at the end of the year. Um, so Penn State gets to a Final Four. Top right. i got to stick with my pick from la- last week or two weeks ago, whoever I thought was going to win it. Um, I think quarterfinals is Georgetown-Washington like you do, 
but I think Washington handles business, um, gets to the Final Four. You mean Georgetown? Yes, yes, sorry, yes. Georgetown. Georgetown handles business, gets to the Final Four. <laughs> um, and they'll play Penn State. They beat Penn State. And on the other side, um, Virginia-Indiana, as good as Indiana is every year, I think Virginia gets it done. So we'll have the the one seed and the three seed in the final, and I got to stick with my my team from from the beginning. Georgetown. Georgetown wins two nil. National champion Hoyas. A little bit of a not revenge run, but setting getting things right after getting upset by State last year for yes. them. Yes, yes, I think so. It's one of those, yeah, kind of run like that. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did like making this one. It's a. Uh, can we call it November Madness? <laughs> Is that okay? Can we do that? Kind of carries over like three months, right? December Madness. It goes on the 15th. The 15th is the final. That's a long time. Still got a little while away, too. Winter Madness. Well, yeah, we'll go Winter Madness. December 15th? Yeah. Winter Madness. Okay. So that's it for college soccer for now. Um, Got a little uh, professional talk. Like we said, the special one is back, but first... International break just happened. Um, Messi finally got his hands on a trophy, an international trophy, uh, but <laughs> in the friendly between Argentina and Barca, what or Brazil? I can't talk this morning. It, you know what? It's early. I, it, I woke up and me and Adam said we're gonna get here at eight thirty. I woke up. <laughs> my phone says eight twenty nine. I'm like, dude, should we just do this tomorrow? Adam, Adam, good to him. Got me in here to record, but. Darn. I <laughs> might have to go for 9 p.m. next week. That sounds better to me. I can't talk right you now. You have these slip-ups every week. Jeez. Gosh. Brazil and Argentina. We got it. Do you what was that trophy? Do you know? I don't even I don't know what it was. It was a nice trophy in terms it of was. like the way it looked itself. It looked like the Europa League one. Especially for a friendly. Yeah, I don't know what the name was. I don't know why they decided. This is the second time in a, a year, I think, that Argentina's had a one-off friendly for a trophy. They're just so eager to let Messi hold international trophies. Gotta make him happy. That picture of him wearing a, holding a trophy in the Argentina jersey and the captain's armband. Not photoshopped. They're just, they're just trying to force it. I don't know what this one was. And just the game itself was just whatever, too. Brazil had a penalty right away, missed it. Argentina had a penalty right away, missed it. Messi just scored the rebound. And then that's as much as I watched. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it at all, but I saw um, Coutinho scored the first free kick for Brazil in five years since Neymar did it in 2014. I thought it was pretty crazy. That is wild. I was yeah. surprised too when I saw it. Just like, especially with how good Brazil five does. Five years. And Brazil does so good in like World Cup qualifying. Right. And Brazil also, you'd think like, you think Brazil, you think like people that can take free kicks. Yeah. I mean, you because you had Neymar and Coutinho shooting them for the last five years. Exactly. They only scored one in between that long. Interesting. Uh, going from South America to Europe, uh, the last games of Euro 2020 qualifying uh, happened. The groups um, are finished. So 20 out of the 24 teams are in. Uh, four spots left for qualifying. I, I was trying to read about it yesterday. It's very like weird and complicated how the last four teams get in. It's like they don't even call it like groups or anything. They call it paths. It's paths A, B, C, and D. Um, but regardless, my big thing is Scotland still has a chance. Will they will they get it done? Who knows? Who are they playing? Uh, I'm not sure yet. It's not. They, there's oh, like four teams they could play still. And I don't know how it gets decided. But the one 
the one trap team I see is Israel. And you don't think Israel would be a good team, but uh, through qualifying, his name is missing my brain right now, but like third or fourth top top scorer is from Israel. He scored like nine goals in ten games, and I just feel like that's a team that Scotland would lose to. Oh, in terms of, I was about to say, I don't think they qualified. Nah, right, right, right. If that matchup happens, I'm, I got full faith in Scotland. They you get, think? They get it done. We lost to Kazakhstan 3-0. <laughs> Worst it's, loss in Scotland history, I say. Israel just don't make tournaments, and it's going to stay that way. But somehow, we still have a chance. And I say we, Easy if money. you're wondering why I say we, Dad was from Scotland, so Scottish runs through my veins. And I, I'd say I might even support Scotland a little more than the United States. They're both in a state right now where it's hard to support either of them. Because they're not good. And that sucks when your country's not good. Because you can't just pick another country. It doesn't work that way. It is, yeah. It's, it's a struggle. And you got each country has like their little star, a little Sitchin Robertson. Yeah. Either yeah. way, I, they'll, I, they'll, they'll they'll make it. I just I, hope they I, get I got in. faith in. I always we haven't made a major tournament since like the '96 World Cup or something <laughs> like that. I always like. I don't want to say root for Scotland, but when it comes to like those like that mix of like Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland, which I feel like are always paired together. And they're all still uh, trying to qualify. Scotland has always been my team from that bunch. I, lo- I love to hear it. But you're also saying that while well, you have a three lions, three pussycats jersey on. Oh, I've also didn't include England in that mix. <laughs> Jesus. Any any other things you like to say about the Euro qualifying? Anna? You know, I uh, I like what I saw from Germany in this run. Re- yeah. Rebounding from the World Cup. Uh, I'm surprised Serge Gnabry led them in scoring. I realize they don't really have that um, Miroslav Klose anymore. Yeah, it was surprising for me to see it, and like. I like the front line going into this next tournament. They got a lot of options. There's Royce, Werner, Sané, Gnabry, Havertz if he breaks his way in. So I, I think it's a rebound tournament for them. I have I have high hopes. You think they can win it? I think they can. Well, I think all of the favorites can, and I think it's a pretty big list yeah. of teams that like are involved in that, like going through Portugal, England, France. But I don't – France, I am only don't think they will because I don't think they can do back-to-back tournaments like Spain did. Yeah. I guess, that's hard to do. Yeah, Spain are in the picture, too. I don't really think there's a bad, good team this time. Which, like, we've kind of seen, like, like two years ago, Netherlands didn't qualify. Well, for the World Cup or the last Euro. But kind of coming into this one, I think all the favorites are kind of... All the big-name countries are kind of hitting right now. What about Italy? I feel like that might be one. They're... They had a sneaky good qualifying. They, they did. Won, they won every now game. Now they say that. Yeah. They did, and their last game was 9-1. But I guess it is hard to buy into them as, like, full contenders. Right. Uh, one thing with Germany, who do you start in goal? Neuer. It's still Neuer. Until Pru- I think everyone was too eager to just say, like, Ter Stegen was better than him. And Neuer He's so been, good, though. But Ter Stegen is great, but, like... Like they're both probably top three goalies in the world. Yeah, I think it's that's them, a, I think it's them two and O, them two Allison Oblock. That's the top four. I don't know the order, but I think I would stick with Neuer. It's a lovely problem to have. Yeah, it's great. Well, until the Bayern coach said, "Uh, if you guys bench Neuer, we're not sending you players." Right. Interesting. It's an interesting scenario back there, just because they're both, like you said, top three, top four keepers in the world. 
And that's hard to make a decision as a coach because the thing is, too, you can't really start one one game and then start one the next. Yeah. You can't do that. You got to – keepers, I, I say, you got to keep the same one in all tournament, all whatever games you're playing. Keeper and back line. It's just so hard to rotate. Yeah. Because you got to have that chemistry. That's I, I think that's where chemistry is most important. Yeah. And, yeah, I, mean, I just still think Neuer is better, slightly better. And the fact that he already has the job, I don't think – Yeah. I don't think either Tostegan will be – great enough or Neuer will slip up enough to change things. It would be hard to take it away from him. Yeah. It's not like he's done anything bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think he's captain still. Then that makes it even harder. He took it over from Schweinsteiger, and I'm assuming they wouldn't have taken it away from him. It's like Hendo. You can't drop Hendo. <laughs> he's got the captain's heart fan. We won't get you going on that one, but we will shift into Premier League talk. This special one. He's back. Oh. And I, I, I hated him when he was at Chelsea, but... The thing is, I think the Premier League is so much better with him than without him. Yeah, he's so entertaining and polarizing. Like The league just needs him. Spurs needed that relevancy boost. Jose and- Mourinho. If you don't know who we're talking about, Jose Mourinho is back. But the thing is, relevancy boost, maybe. But should they have? No. First, before we get into talk, no. no. Should they have fired Potts? It was definitely the wrong decision. Like, it was just wrong. Like, Potts was... It was a it was a bad start to the year, obviously, pretty bad. Right, dude. But the year before, he takes you to a Champions League final. When was the last time Tottenham was in a Champions League final? Never. Had they ever been? No. I don't. Never. They were, they were never in a semifinal, actually. I don't think so. so. It. It should. I think it. The. It's not just a Spurs problem. I think it's just become a football problem in general, modern day, and and I understand it's what have you done for me lately, but. Arsene Wenger never had a year like this for Tottenham, but he had bad starts too. And then they didn't can him for 20 years. Yeah, Arsenal had starts where like they were 10th place in November. Right. And, and, and Tottenham, he, he took you from uh, this this start for Tottenham it, 10 years ago wouldn't have, people would have, I'm not going to say people wouldn't have betted an eye, but it's not like it was the end of the world and they would have sacked their manager. This, the, But... The, Poch took them from uh, a challenging for top six to perennial top four team, and he has a bad start to the season. And, and you, I don't know. I I think if Mourinho already has a job, they don't do it. Yeah, I was. That's my thing. Mar- I think that was lined up before they canned him. Oh, for sure. I mean, they they got Mourinho the same day they fired him, so that had to be lined up. But and the main thing about like not wanting to let Poch go for me, well, not talking like I'm a Spurs fan, but. Was like there's a 99% chance if you sack Potts, you're downgrading. Yes. And I guess with Mourinho, it's gonna be it's to be seen which Mourinho you're gonna get here. But he's like the only manager on the market, I'd say, that you don't have like the doubt that you that you don't know for sure you downgraded. So that's why I guess I'll hold off on saying it was the wrong decision for now. But still, I wouldn't have done it. I still think it is a wrong decision because I realized people were like, you know, it's a bad start. And people were asking for his head and everything, but he he still gives you stability. If you hire Mourinho, you don't know what way it's going to go. I'd say there's a 70% chance it goes up, 30% chance it goes the wrong way. And and they are fighting for relegation. like like, And that might be an exaggeration, but like Chelsea did that one year before when Mourinho came back, before he was sacked again. You just don't know what you're gonna get, and like I said, I love having them in the Premier League. I just think they did they did potch dirty, they really did. For sure. You see how they try to, cause he signed the new contract this summer. 
They tried begging him just to resign. Save the money. They didn't I did even, not see that. No. They didn't, Levy didn't even want to buy him out. He was well, trying Levy to get, doesn't like spending money. Yeah, but I mean, who's going to resign and lose $12 million? Did you see the thing that uh, Jose Mourinho has spent more in 10 seasons than Daniel Levy has as an owner in 19 seasons? I saw that on my way here, actually. That's wild. No, that's going to be a real... Transfer markets with those two are just going to be interesting. Because at United, like, Ed Woodward just doesn't know how to get the job done. Yeah. Daniel Levy doesn't want to get the job done. He, doesn't he knows even, how to, right, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't even, want he to. He doesn't even want to, like, get the job underway. Right. So that's going to be a tough one. One other interesting thing I saw was there was only one manager in Spurs history that had a better win percentage than Poch. It wasn't. Andre Villas-Boas. <laughs> you even remember him? I do, but... Isn't that wild? How long was he there for? A year and a half, maybe? <laughs> Two years? But still. Did he get sacked midseason? I think so. Okay. Dang, I was not expecting that one, actually. I, I just think that's wild. I kind of forgot that guy was in England, and he actually That he a, existed. Yeah, he was at Chelsea and Spurs. Right. Just, I don't think sacking Poch was the right choice. I, I think he grew to love the club, too. Yeah. You don't find that with managers a lot these days. The, the emotion he showed after that IX win in the Champions League last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so, uh, next talking point with that is, where do you think he ends up? Because the, the, what he's done with man, with uh, Tottenham, I almost said Man U, what he's done with Tottenham is, is amazing. And, he, you know, throughout his time at Tottenham, he was rumored to go to, quote-unquote, bigger clubs like Man U yeah. or Chelsea or Arsenal. Um, so, where do you think he goes? All right. So, well, I think, okay, if I was in charge of Arsenal, I'm firing Emery today and seeing if Potch has enough if Poch doesn't have that North London loyalty, because I know he said, because he came from Espanol, so he said he wouldn't manage Barca. But I don't know if those ties are a little deeper than his Spurs ones. Same thing with Man U. Even though they're going to be real hesitant to fire Ole, I think. Nah, they won't, I don't think. I, I think Una Emery is 10 times more likely to go yeah, than Ole. Yeah. But I think Man U. Byron still doesn't have a coach, but I think they want their guy to be able to speak German. And, like, I don't know if, like, it goes deeper in, like, knowing the German system or whatever, but if I was them, I would just I would get him right away and let him learn over the season. If I had uh, I think I'm going to predict Bayern, even though yeah. I just contradicted myself. Okay. But I just don't see – I don't see Arsenal happening, and I don't think United can as Ole. I think it would be hilarious if he went to Arsenal. And the thing is, too, if, if he goes to Arsenal, they might hate him for five games. If he wins those five games, they'll, they'll love him. Oh, I don't even think Arsenal fans would hate him in the first place. This, With this little clown show they have going on with Emery right now. But he's coming from Spurs. He is coming from Spurs, but it's not like he's a born and raised Spurs. Like he was. If Sunderland had a wonderful manager, they got canned, and we hired him, I would hate him. Didn't uh Steve Bruce, yes. Steve Bruce Steve came Bruce. from Sunderland. Yes, and that's another reason why I didn't like him when he came in. Okay. Now he's getting job done, he's getting points, so it's fine. Okay, well... If Emery, if, if Arsenal just wasn't like the clown show of England. Good evening. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I know what you're going at. I just feel like the Arsenal fans would be so eager to have a good coach. Yeah. And uh, we sort of hinted at this a few weeks ago, but never ended up talking about it again on the subject of Arsenal. How would you feel about Shaka losing the armband? <laughs> I don't care. 
<laughs> not how'd you feel? Not like it's a polarizing topic. What'd you think of it? Uh, I thought it was kind of funny, actually. I thought it was hilarious. Um, the way, the way it all happened, not, not that it's hilarious. Cause I mean, it was kind of mean to Jaka, but, um, <laughs> the whole Jaka thing, like, I don't know. He's a, he's kind of a joke. Not to be mean, but Jaka is kind of a joke. The fact that they gave him the captain's armband and then the first game he ducks out of the way of a goal. Wild. Like you can't script that. And then the fans jeer him off the park. He does whatever gestures and says F you. <laughs> I think it was hilarious. And this all happened, by the way, right after I got a, a fake Jaka jersey in the mail. Oh, I love it. And the thing is, though. Avid Jaka fan on the other I, side of the I, studio. It's hilarious. It's just, it was an inside joke with our buddies, with my buddies, too, just because, like, the fact that he plays in the Premier League, I think, is crazy because he's really not that good. And then I say that, and he went and scored for Switzerland this week. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he should probably be in the rotation. For Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, I'd bench him. Let Toreda, Gundesi, and Ceballos just kind of... And I think those play, three are all better than... Play together that's, that's Play together too. and figure out how defense will work later. It's not like Shaka's helping there. But just just have to get that in there. But uh, on Mourinho, I think there's two reasons I have faith in this one working. The time away, I think, is really going to help him. And you think it'll like, calm him down at all? I think it will. Like He, he went from, you know... That fire at Chelsea to causing a new one at United right away. But, uh, and then I think dealing with United, he just got sick of it. And it's not like dealing with Tottenham is going to be much better, but I think he'll just have more of an open mind. And, like, he, he probably remembered, like, how much he likes coaching and how much he doesn't, like, you know, being Get out away. of a job. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that if he, okay, he obviously he won the league with Chelsea, but then he got fired the next year, went to United marginal success and then got fired if that happens three times in a row like it's hard to say he won't get another job just because like it's kind of a he's still a big name and you never know how the hiring process will go but he, he's walking a thin line if like three jobs in a row go astray on yeah him. and like he has to know like if he's gonna be staying with a great club this one has to work i agree i understand that um one thing that might help him is if he gets his reported first signing that he wants, um, which is Gareth Bale. Do you see that happening? Because you, you talked about uh, on the doc, our preparation doc or whatever, uh, Gareth Bale trolling his own team this week at, with Wales. Um, what a flag. Talk about that first, but also, do you think Gareth Bale to Spurs is viable? I'm, okay, well, to start with uh, <laughs> the Wales, it might have been the funniest moment of the year for me. Because <laughs> he's been, I mean, he's been like, I like how 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 aware he acts, of how aware yes. he makes himself of the situation at Madrid, not trying to hide that, like, he's kind of been isolated. He's partly just there because he has a sick contract and he doesn't want to adjust his wages to go somewhere else. <laughs> So Wales qualify for the tournament. He pulls out the Wales flag, Wales, Gulf, Madrid, in that order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my first reaction was Googling it to see if I could buy the flag yet. <laughs> but, no, I love – I kind of – I do like how Bills handle the situation. Like, it's kind of funny, and I, 
kind of like how he, I don't want to say sticks it to Zidane because he is still getting benched now. Right, but but at the beginning of the season he was still playing. It's like, either that or cause a whole big stir, right? And yeah. it, that that would this is the very the very much better alternative, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and but I mean Madrid would be so fine selling him on their part. Like they were already going to let him go to China in the summer, but then right. realized they'd want to make money off of him. And I mean, I don't know how much they'd really want. How much they'd even need to sell him, considering, I mean, Zidane would be fine with zero. Right, but, I mean, I he's know. still a top, I don't know what you put him at. I'd say top 20 player in the world. Yeah, it's hard to rank. How um, much do you think he would go for? I The first number that popped into my head just out of nowhere was 80 million. 80 is a lot. I think for and someone I that's been isolated. And I realize that, and I realize he hasn't played in a while, and his, fo- his, his form's kind of, you know... Not that it's not there, but when you don't play in a while, your form dips. Yeah. Um. And and, and they do want to get rid of him, but still, this this is one of these players that a couple of years ago was one of the best players in the entire world. I think the fact that he makes so much, like the salary, well, not salary cap, the wage benefit they would have from losing him would kind of like equal out to like a lot of like a big, five ten million pounds. Yeah, making it a big money yeah. signing. And again, the fact that they. He landed in China and was in like hours of leaving for free. So I'd have to imagine they wouldn't. Rec- I'm gonna say forty. I think he goes. He goes real cheap wow. relatively to like the current market. I wonder if they wow. Would- and you know, forty <laughs> million after that flag. That's a steal. After that flag, maybe they do it in January. And I think it would be a great fit for Spurs. Make it a front three of Kane, Son, and Bale. Because I feel like Tottenham has never really had like. An out-and-out right winger. Lucas is better down the middle, and Lamella's in and out of the lineup. Aaron Lennon. Yeah, oh, yeah, going, like, back to when Bale was still there. Yes. But, like, recently it's been, like, Deli or Erickson kind of shifting yeah. out wide as a makeshift Kind of right like wing a pseudo-winger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I think that would actually be a good signing for them. And he was so good at Spurs. I yeah. feel like he would, he would just love it, too. The Premier League space is just so beneficial for him. Yeah. Um, moving on in the Premier League, another... Uh, not so big game, but like pretty big game, kind of. I'd say now it's actually a pretty big game. Third, fourth. Yeah. City so, Chelsea. That is actually it's a huge game when you think of it. Like point implications. I, yeah, you're right. We that both is a huge. Game. We both have kind of said the race is over. If City drop points again, it's actually like it really has to be over. So there's no room for error here, and I mean Chelsea's coming into this one ahead of them in the table. That's true. And I don't think anyone would have. Like, Expected that past match day two, if you asked him in yeah. the preseason. It, in both of Lampard's former teams, remember he went to City for a year or two. Um, Scored against Chelsea. Right, and I don't know, it's an interesting one, just because you think, I mean, looking at this, and if you look at it and you think about the last couple of years, you think City's winning this hands down, but right now, I don't know. Lampard's first time playing City... I was doing my uh, NBC predictor this morning, and I got real conflicted between having faith in Chelsea or going realistic, but I went 2-2. I just, this city defense is weak enough to give, well, with all the injuries, has just been so bad that I can see Chelsea getting a few, and I also can't see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet. Partly optimistic, like it could just end up being 3-1 city. Yeah. But I think Lampard and the boys get it done. 
It's an interesting one, just because, like like I said, it, it's one of those, the past couple of years, it's been city, 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 but now, like you said, they're even in the table. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of... Last time they played, it was 6-0. Yeah, and they're kind of even, like, almost just even coming in now. Um, I don't know. I think Chelsea gets it done. I'll Win? say, yeah. Sick? Yeah. I, I'd love it. I'm going to say, we'll go for a thriller, 3-2 Chelsea. I'm, I won't say it. I would love if that one happened. I I like what Chelsea's been doing. I hated it at the beginning of the season when Pulisic wasn't starting. Right. But now that he's in, on a great stretch of form, hopefully he's healthy, actually. I just remembered he pulled out of America because he was injured. But it would be real nice to see him score, score at the Etihad, get, inspire the result. Yeah. And I think with the rest of the Premier League right now, moving away from going a little farther down... Um, I think one of the craziest things is we're 12 games in and there's three points between 5th and 15th. Yeah. I think that's wild. Um, and, and I also think that's something that helps Mourinho because if he wins this week, not that it'll happen, uh, that all the results will go his way, but if he wins uh, for a little while because they are the 7.30 game on Saturday, if Tottenham wins, they'll move up to 6th from 14th. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just going to look great first game. Yes, first, it will. Just like just drop all the context. First game, Mourinho plays. Because Tottenham, the headline Tottenham will be. Tottenham jumps eight places. Yes, the headline will be Tottenham up to sixth uh, after Mourinho's first win. The other thing, again, not that the results will go their way, but Newcastle, if they win, if we win, they, we, if we win, um, would move up to fifth. And Well, you guys play on Monday. Right. So like everything so would have to have gone your way. All in the advance. teams above us lose. Every <laughs> single one loses or ties. Then we'll move it to <laughs> And that's why I think you should put absolutely no stock in Sheffield United being fifth right now. Yeah. Because if they go on a run of losing literally two games, they'll be down to twelfth and thirteenth. It's more of like a knock on Arsenal and United that Sheffield's ahead yes. of them with like the the gap between them. Yes. In the same amount of games. Um City is as close to Sheffield as they are to Liverpool. Just a little uh that's wild. Just a little fact for you. That's no, wild. closer to Sheffield, actually. That is wild. Um, but Newcastle plays Villa, um, and that's one of those games where it's, I don't know whether we'll win 3-0 or lose 3-0. Newcastle's on a tear. When's the last time Newcastle's won back-to-back games? It's a great run. It is. A while ago. A while ago <laughs> was the last time we won back-to-back games. So uh, that would be huge, I think, if we can get a result. Honestly, I... I, I mm. Depending on how the game goes, Actually, I might be happy with a point. Looking but. at this run, take out the ever since Leicester, uh, you know, kind of did what they did to you guys. Beat United, lost to Chelsea, tied Wolves, beat West Ham, beat Bournemouth. I'll take it. Three, one, and one. I'll take it. Especially Forget against those two teams. game stretch. That's the best five game stretch Newcastle's probably had since the championship. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, pushing for pushing for Europa League. No. No, not again. They'll Last time we went in the Europa League, we finished seventeenth in the in the league. I don't want to go to the Europa League as much as I'd love Europe. No, yeah, please yeah. no. I mean, look at Wolves right now. Yes. Uh, moving away from Premier League, you want to talk a little Dortmund before we finish up? So the floor is yours. Yeah, not a lot to recap considering it's been international break, and I said what I had to say about you know that Bayern game. But we play Paderborn tomorrow. Paderborn's bottom of the league. They have one win and one draw all season. It sounds like a movie, like a Disney movie. Paderborn? Yeah. 
not not a team that you should lose to. Oh, but <laughs> it's the bottom ranked team at home. A win's not enough. They need to win by five, or like score four or five. Just let everyone. Everyone needs to eat tomorrow. You know, Royce needs a few. <laughs> Sancho needs a few assists. Let Paco get back on scoring. Whoever starts between Hazard and Brandt needs to do something. Quick notion. They both scored this international break, so uh, they're coming in nice. On form. On form. I'm not nervous. I just really want, like, a blowout tomorrow. Be honest. Are you nervous? No, it's it's Paderborn at home. Like, come on. Are you nervous? Like, if I keep overthinking it like this, you know, maybe we'll tie 2-2 again just because Dortmund doesn't know how to play defense. But, like, we – it's Paderborn at home. It is. With two weeks to get over the Byron game. It should, it should be 5-0. Tomorrow afternoon, come on. Hopefully. Hopefully. I need it. Hopefully. Adam needs it. Okay. That'll wrap us up. Final thoughts or questions, Adam? Got anything for me this week? Sometimes you got – yeah, little did, questions right at the I end. I did have those questions a few weeks ago. I think we're just going to we'll, have to... We'll do it again next yeah, time. we'll keep it pushing. This was kind of... Not an emergency episode, but it was, a, it was a last minute one. It was a near cancel. Yeah. It was good, though. Good thing we came out. A little shorter one. 40 minutes this week instead of an hour and, and five like we've had the past couple, but... So, this time we actually don't know when we'll be back. Maybe before Christmas break? Or maybe next week. Who knows? Maybe next week. We might as well be back next week. Honestly. Who knows? Um... Next week is actually Thanksgiving, though. Oh, yeah. So we so. probably won't be back on Thursday if we come back next week. But uh, stay tuned. Like we said, uh, hashtag DeMartin download, hashtag AskDeMartin if you want to join in the show. Ask some questions. Shoot some DMs. Yeah, of course. Uh, get involved however you want on, on the Twitterverse. Let us know. Questions, thoughts, answers. But until next time, we hope that you found this episode. In the great words of Ray Hudson. Magisterial. Join us next time.